Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my unlucky lounge rats. Guess what? We've made it to the end of another week, and so it's time for another edition of Friday Night Podcast. My name is Corey, the denizen of this unlucky lounge, joined as always by the 2-2 who's always there for you on turn two, the bear tender who's quite frankly the most spirited guy here in the blind eternities. His name is Borok. Borok, how are you doing tonight? That is nothing short of inspiring to hear, and we're dipping into another draft, but today is a very special occasion. But before we get to that specialness, a few bits of housekeeping. First off, this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, BLEAV.com, for a bunch of great shows to keep those midday blues away. And as always, we reach out to all of you, my lucky lounge rats, tuning in on a first-week basis, on a regular basis, on an every-week basis. Thank you for joining in, and do us that favor and join in on the community. You can find me on Twitter at Draft and Draft Corey. You can find me on Instagram at Corey Damone Enriquez, or you can find us on our Patreon. Type directly into the URL, patreon.com backslash draft and draft. Well, that is it for the housekeeping. The sorcerer's broom is put back into the conjurer's closet, and now it's time for our Friday night magic. And I feel very blessed and privileged this week to have somebody joining me for this draft. That's right. I've always wanted to find a way to integrate that feeling of being with someone, of drafting at the same table, utilizing each other's own mindsets and helping each other make something really great. And so today we have one of my good friends joining us for FNP. In fact, without further ado, let's head back to the feature table. Welcome back, all my unlucky lounge rats, to the feature table for another edition of Friday Night Podcast. But this is where we get to expand what Friday Night Podcast is all about. And I'm quite excited because not only are we digging into one of the more exciting limited formats in some time, I get to have my own party join me here today. And it's not just our bear tending friend, Borok. It's also one of my good friends that joined me back on the old days of the Disney Cruise Line ship. Uh, it's good to have you joining us, my friend, Augustine Bordel. Gus, how you doing, man? Hey, Corey. I'm doing fine. Very excited. You know, I'm excited to have you here joining us in the Unlucky Lounge. I mean, what do you think about the decor? Does it feel like good to you? It feels like lived in, right? Very nice. Very homely. I'm I'm kind of uh, looking at Gorath right now. It's kind of intimidating. Is he fine with it? Yeah, no, Borok's fine. He's he's fine. He he's just a little jealous because he has to work the bar. But you know what? He's just the better bartender, and I, we got to put our best face forward. You know, we will. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, about you, about you know where you're coming from, the world of magic, uh, your introduction to it, and you know what are we doing now in 2020? All right. So uh, as you said, my name is Gus. Uh, I'm a freelance uh, illustrator here living in Argentina, born and raised in Buenos Aires. Uh, and uh, I started playing magic here. Uh, well, my the first time I played magic was when I was in like uh, 
fifth, sixth grade back in elementary school. Uh, I was uh, I was a Pokemon guy. I was a hardcore Pokemon fan. That meant the Pokemon TCG. So when Magic came along, which it did after Pokemon, I was outraged. Someone was taking the throne away from my th- favorite game. But uh, <laughs> you know, you know. Oh no, I was I was angry. I wasn't happy about it. Plus, <laughs> no fair. <laughs> uh, I didn't b- back then. Now I adore it. But I didn't like the art. You know, this is a grown-ups game. We're kids. What are we doing? Literally, guys, what are you doing? I mean, if you uh, look at, at old Magic Art 2, some of it is pretty horrifying. I mean, if you take a look at Tackle Maggot, that still gives me chills. <laughs> Ta- oh, I can name a few. Tackle Maggot, Mind Rot, Abomination, uh, Terror. Terror, are you kidding me? <laughs> terror is... Yeah, I know. Terrible. Uh, well, uh, no pun intended. And, and, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it from you, being an artist and yourself, having that perspective and knowing like how art can actually evoke these real feelings in people, you know? Yeah, and also back then, something else that was a little bit more chaotic about Magic the Gathering card was that there were so many different art styles. Now you look at cards from like the latest expansions, and even though there's different artists, they have like an overarching theme or style, right? Yeah, and I, I think so, like sometimes when they converge from that styling and they go a little bit different, it does help them stand out and tell their own story. And I think that's really cool is that through art, we're getting the sense of story and universe and world building just by looking at what the cards do. Yeah, and before you had, it was like, it was amazing, but it was all over the place. And that that was kind of unsettling for me as, as a young fifth grader. But anyway, I jumped on it uh, playing, you know, my favorite color was green. I was a, a very big fan of green. Uh, and I hated uh, playing uh, against black because the cards were just terrifying for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, those were the days of Invasion, Plane Shift. Uh, oh, I remember I remember opening uh, the, the Invasion Dragons and Booster Packs. Uh, my favorite was Daddy Gas, and uh, that, that was a lot of fun. That was great. Um, then I stopped playing after Odyssey came out, and I didn't play for the longest time. Uh, until I met you, actually. Yeah, and we we just have like different random areas on the cruise ship where we can have basically like rec room areas or just chill out areas. And I I don't remember exactly how we started, but we just ended up playing a bunch of magic and buying a bunch of stuff and finding a way for us to blow our very small paychecks on very frivolous things. So yeah, and uh, you started because when you started talking about magic, you started you know like uh, saying we should get a, a commander deck, but it was like those are a hundred cards. You know how am I gonna get a hundred playable cards? And you were like they sell them. I was like what? It's like yeah, they sell pre-made commander decks, and I, I just I couldn't believe that. So we just straight up went to uh, what's the name Islanders. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Islanders yeah. at the local at the local mall where our, our ship ported <laughs> our home port. What a hole-in-the-wall mall. Well, I guess all malls are kind of hole-in-the-walls now. Oh, yeah. No, money. but that, that mall is depressing. It was depressing pre-COVID. I mean, to me. I, <laughs> no, I, it, I'm not a no, big it, fan it, of that kind of mall. No, it, it's not. It was not a great mall, but it was the mall for us to go to. And, you know, we do what we have to do. And I have to say, Gus, thank goodness that I convinced you to buy Commander decks with me. Because those Commander decks, the four-color ones, mm-hmm. those prices on some of those cards have gone through the roof. I mean, that's the really? cycle that had... Yeah, it, it has uh, some notable card names. I know people that are listening will recognize, like they had Atraxa, um, they have Thrasios and Timna. Uh, for anyone that's actually a commander player out there, those prices are like, through the roof. Like the singleton cards are worth more than the actual 
original MSRB. So I'm glad that we had a chance to do that. And remember, I got you as well to uh, join me in splitting a box of, uh, of a Kaladesh. But you know what, we'll, we'll get into more stories about that. But you know what, I think it's time for us to really just dig in and let's just get to some drafting for Zendikar Rising. You ready, Gus? I am ready. All right, well, why don't you do me a favor, click that Premier Draft Zendikar Rising button. Uh, and this is, if I'm mis not mistaken, this is your first draft on Magic Arena, is that right? Correct. Cue up that 1500 gems, good sir. We're gonna, hopefully after this, we're gonna we're gonna increase the gem count, get you climbed on the ladder, put together a sweet deck, and you even get a full art land. What is it? Let's see. Oh my gosh, I hope it's a forest. Oh, oh I got it. We're already Good winning. Vision. Already winning, didn't even do anything. Well, click that uh, claim prize and click that ready button. It looks like the table is all set. And we're gonna jump right into it. But as we jump into it, Gus, Let's go ahead and have ourselves an untapped step and a cheers, my good sir. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Ah. Ah, so, yeah, right? <laughs> it's about the visceral feel. They care about that out there, right? 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 Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, just looking at this pack straight away, uh, you've got County Ambush, which is a great green card. Uh, you've got Territorial Scythe Cat. Uh, probably the best common in here is Bubble Snare, which is a great piece of removal. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I think you undeniably, we have to look at the rare, Gus, and it's it's Scoot Swarm. I know, it's a good one, right? I've, I've heard about this card. It just floods the board. Yeah, it does, and it, it makes a big impact on standard. Uh, the real key about this card is we want to go into the big mono ramp, and we actually want to wait till we have six or more lands to create a copy of Scoot Swarm. Mm -hmm. So we so don't we actually like, run it out on turn three. Yeah, we don't run it out on turn three. We wait till, like turn six and then we make a big play with it and i think this is a really cool exploration into green so let's take it and like do some landfall stuff so this is this is interesting uh the mdfc is the the blue red uh uh colored land it's the red it's still in there uh the only green card is kadanzu stomper which is like really nice when we're putting together green mdfc packages but not something i want to take pick two of pack one um, it's too early i think to pick the stomper yeah, so then if we're going beyond that, uh, we have like uh, Lul Mage's Domination, which is nice. The best common to me is Tazim Royal Mage, which can put together some sweet uh, big packages with like the blue green kicker, which is like yeah. one of the better decks in the format. And then of course, if we get to buy back a sweet instant sorcery with it uh, off of the kicker, like that's that's some good stuff. So I, I'd either go towards the Lul Mage's Domination, which is a mind control or yeah. the Tazim Royal Mage. I'm gonna kind of leave it to you. Like, uh, what do you feel? Do you want to take a, a low costing card that has large value or just a big impact card? I think we should take the Domination for now because maybe we can table the Royal Mage. Well, why don't you click it right now? There you go. Perfect. Yeah, we might be able to table that. It's one of the more premier cards. So if we do, like we know we're in the right direction. All right, so the uncommons are Kite Sail Cleric and Demon's Disciple. Not really great ones, either of them really. Like the, the, the Black Cleric is fine. Uh, the best, common in this pack here to me is Deadly Alliance. Uh, destroy a creature, a planeswalker, cost one mm. less for each creature in your party. Great card. Yeah. It also helps us play the later. Uh, Blood Beckoning is also quite good. Oh uh, yeah, I, I drafted this before. If you if you want to stay on blue-green, I guess you could take an Expedition Diviner, but I don't want to take that early. I think right now what we should really do is just take the Deadly Alliance and settle in and just like start to take the best cards in the pack and see where that leads us. We're we're we're, we're not just going to like take our first two colors and say, "Hey, we're, we're these two colors, we're just going to see what we can do and like just take the best cards and make a deck out of what's being passed to us." This is where we're yeah. trying to read those signals, right? That seems like a mistake. Also, what do you call a 3-3 three, three for 3, a giant? 
Uh, it's like a centaur courser. It's technically oh, okay. three, three for three, which is the OG. All right. Okay. So we, we've got we've got some some pretty powerful uncommons in Skyclave GOP, but there is a veteran adventurer, which is a pretty decent payoff for party. Uh, it's a five five for six that costs one less for each creature in the party. Yeah. And it's like I'm a fan of it. Um, we could go with the Royal Mage now. We could also take a Rabbit Bite, which does end up being a decent piece of removal. I was looking at that one. Uh, I mean, it might come back, but I think I think the adventurer might not. Yeah, I think in the early part of the format, the adventurer would maybe table, but it doesn't right now. So, and, and I think it's a pretty safe bet to take an uncommon. We definitely want to play the Scoot Storm, so I'd be down for some adventure. So there's not too much exciting in this pack, I'd have to say. Uh, Stalker's kind of cool because it does go with the veteran adventurer. It's the 2 3 for a 3 that's a rogue and uh, it becomes unblockable and gets pumped for, for like less cost for each creature in your party. Skyclave Squid is a nice uh, curve filler as a 3 2 for 2. Um, it's okay. It's nothing to write home about. The uncommons left are Song Mad Treachery, the Threaten, MDFC, and Spoils of Adventure. Either of them are pretty good, so I mean, mm. I think I think if we're just talking straight up best card in the pack, it's probably Grotag Bugcatcher, but I don't really want to go into that. So I, I kind of lean into one of the two blue creatures. Yeah, I'm thinking, I mean, I like the squid. We'll be able to attack. Oh. Yeah, unfortunately, went a little quick there, uh, but that's <laughs> yeah. okay. Spoils of Ventures could be fine, uh, but I can tell you right now, the card we're going to take here, we're going to Windmill Slam and be very happy about it. We're going to what, sorry? <laughs> We're going to Windmill Slam. So that means we're taking the card, we're putting it in our pile, and we're slamming it down because it's that good. Uh, and that is our MDFC, Balaget Recovery. This card is awesome. It's Oh, uh, this one, Balaget Recovery. Yeah, it's amazing. So it, it regrowths or it's a land. It's just exactly yeah. kind of what we want. So Duh. very happy to take a Balaget Recovery. Yeah, just slam it down. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> okay. We got uh, Snarecaster, Broken Wings, uh, Turn Timber Aesthetic, and uh, other cards. Oh, there's a coveted well, prize. Nobody picked rare. coveted prize. What? It's, it's, it's not, not very it's good. Not it's, it's not coveted. I know it's not. It's not coveted at all. It's actually, <laughs> actually quite. It's a quite unwanted prize. Uh, this is, this prize. is kind of a, a bit of a, of a whiff for us. But what I might take is a Turn Timber Aesthetic. As a five drop, like we want one of these. It helps us recover the later game. It's a big body and it's a green cleric. So it kind of fills out nicely into the whole party spread. So yeah, happily take that. Ooh. Well, Ooh, I, what about this? Fortification? Yeah, yeah Vastwood Fortification is pretty good, but there's also a Might of Marasa. Uh, I'm going to pass on that. Why? I mean, any reason for that? You know, Corey, I, you know, I'm, I'm very scared of toads. Like... <laughs> Very scared of toads. Well, they I make mean, my skin I crawl. I appreciate you're staying like on task, like you're not taking the toad card because you don't like toads, IRL. Like really, you're playing that Vorthos line. Take the Vastwood Fortification. Yeah, do it. One of my one of my rules is when in doubt, MDFC gets out of that pack. Just take it out of the pack and be happy. Uh, nothing on the table though. This is a bit of a whiff. Um, mm -hmm. We could take, I mean, Reverend's Mace is nice, but we're not even close to that. You could probably just take the I mean, we can take it so that others don't, right? Yeah, but we actually want to send good signals because we're not going to necessarily be playing against these people. So we actually want to send pretty clear signals. And if we pass oh. the Ravager's Mace, it might actually 
give them a good inclination. Yeah, like I didn't know what, that. where they should go. Yeah, it, it's true. Like because we actually go into a, a general uh, queue, so we're not actually playing the other people that we're drafting against. Yeah, anti okay, mission's fine. Yeah, yeah that's 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 a fine one. I mean, it, it can counter something. It's, it feels nice in the two drop slot, but. Like going to the next pack, we really want to start to shape up what our second color is. I feel like we're pretty confidently in green right now. Uh, happy about that. Ooh, we tabled the, the blood beckoning. Scale the heights oh. has kind of kind of not been exciting to me. It looks it looks like it does a lot of nothing, like a lot of good stuff, but it really ends up being kind of a a big womp. I'm happy to take a blood beckoning, and if we can go, maybe like green splashing around for some black or blue. I mean, it's not necessarily the best deck, but. We're, we're looking at a pretty decent value pile right now. If we can build into Scoot Swarm. Ooh, Nissa Zendikon. It, is it's that nice. a good card? It's, got, it's, it's an okay card. Like uh, The fact that we have two MDFCs right now means we can play those lands early and get them back as spells later. Plus, it does give us reach, which is something that we need to start to fill out in what our deck is looking for. It's easily not playable in our deck, but for now, I'd be pretty happy taking it. Ooh, there, there, you played this one before, Mind Drain. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. I think it actually won me a few games. We might actually play Black as our main. We might not. Like, this Little Mage's domination has not really panned out for us quite yet. Okay, here we go. Uh, but oh, I know this card. <laughs> <laughs> That's Luminarch um, Aspirant. Uh, it's a one and a white for a 1-1. One, one, puts a counter on the creature. It's very good. <gasps> However... Look at this. I yeah. know this card, too. Yeah, so probably the best uncommon of the set, Roost of Drakes. Uh, it's a great build around. It lets you pay off for all your kicker spells. So, I mean, right now, I think we can, we, we're still like kind of flirting between green, like green, blue and green, black. And this actually can kind of pull us into that green, blue world. And now we're just gonna hopefully prioritize any kicker spells into the Royals, uh, bubble snares, if we can find them and be pretty glad about that. You, you down to, to make some drinks? I am down. Blue is currently my favorite color. Blue's your, uh, do, you, do you just like playing your opponent's turn? You like like mind games with their, your opponent? Is that? I've shifted my mindset from when it started. I loved you know like Stompy. I loved I loved Weenie, but uh, I've shifted a lot more into control. Well, you're gonna get a chance to have some pretty decent control stuff here. So there, there, if we're going in the blue green kicker, there's two choices. One is Maddening Cacophony, mm -hmm. which is the the big mill spell. You you mill for eight, which hits that enemy threshold, or you kick it to mill half the library. However, Yikes. if you're asking me, I really like Vine Gecko. Vine Gecko. Oh yeah, it's more kicker, just synergy. Yeah, it's a 2-2 two, two for 2, so it fills the curve. What we want right now is definitely some lower things. And we get counters when we kick spells. It goes nice with the Rooster Drakes. Uh, kick spells cost less. Yeah, let's take that Vine Gecko and be, and be pleased. Taken. Nice. Whoa. Oh, Bubble man. Snare. Yeah, so Bubble Snare is exactly what this deck wants just to fill in holes. Uh, it's removal. It's great. This is and this is what's interesting is there's also a Merfolk Falconer in here, but it's almost not close. We're supposed to take that bubble snare. Like I love a four four flyer for five that pays us off for kicker spells, but we want to just make sure we have a mass amount of those kicker snares. So I think like that bubble snare, it just it's so good. And there's also a reclaim the waste in this pack. We uh, if we yeah. could table that reclaim the waste, we can maybe end up playing the deadly alliance. But let's definitely take that bubble snare. Got it. But yeah, this is this is starting to shape up here. Oh, oh, that's so good, Gus. Look at that amazing green uncommon. What is that, Gus? That's a Murasa Sproutling. Three, three, I don't know, Murasa's the toad guy. Are you sure there's no toad behind these leaves? No, is just a location. This is a plant elemental. I don't know oh, what you're okay, talking about. Okay. I, think, I think you're starting to see toads where there are no toads. 
Yeah, I might. Oh, wait, actually, there's some Might of Murasa in this pack, too. That's the second one. Well, the the thing is, like, we there's a there's a Murasa Sproutling. There's an Into the Royal, which is nice, but this 3-3 three, three for 3 is such a sweet payoff for us. We're we just have it. to take it. It's really good. I, I hope we find another Into the Royal at some point, but for now, I'm pretty happy to take it. Mm-hmm. So now we have... Yeah, Zulaport Duelist is, is fine. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of it. Even Rogue decks, I end up cutting them. It, it's a nice blue trick, but we can do better. There's also a Merfolk Windrobber, but again, this is a card for the Rogue decks in particular. We don't really get incentivized for mailing our opponents. It comes down to the two best cards in this pack. One is Feed the Swarm, which yeah, is, can here. be nice if we're going to go into the splashing. However, I think it's better for us to stay on two colors, and the Skyclave Sentinel... I think actually oh, yeah. has a little bit more gas. So it's the two three that has kicker for four. It becomes a four five flyer that can actually attack for seven. If you kick it's it, sweet. it can attack. Yeah, it's pretty pretty sweet. All right, spare splice, Tajuru Snarecaster, Cunning Geyser Mag. Oh, the red Gamulet is here. Oh, but that's for the wizard deck, right? Yeah, and there's there is like a blue green wizard deck that can come together. Like even some of the bigger magic personalities say that it's a thing you can do. But I think right now we're pretty okay taking the first Cunning Geyser Mage. I don't want to run more than one of them. And it does have Kicker, and it fills in the curve nicely and can give us some some decent tempo. So I'm, I'm pretty happy taking a Cunning, cunning Geyser Mage here. Got it. Another Zendikon. <laughs> Seagate Colossus. Yes, yeah, Seagate Colossus is a cute party payoff, but it's not going to be necessary in our nah. deck. You also have Confounding Conundrum. This card just does nothing. It, it's, it says one to blue draw a card. The rest of the text is irrelevant for limited. That's all this card does. Uh, but there's the only, only other card is like second Nissa Zenicon. You might as well take the Seagate Colossus because we're not going to run two Nissa Zenicons. I can tell you that much. Alright, so pick eight, pack two, our last new pack that we're seeing. There's a Cinderclasm. That card does some work but we're n- I don't think we want to deviate it's, from all the colors. It might be a little bit too late for that. Yeah, we can take a Seafloor Soccer, though. The 2-3 that can become unblockable. And that card's fine. It's going to fill out our curve. What we really need to do is find some more 2-drops. Like, desperately, we want to find some 2-drops. Well, there's 3-drop uh, here. Yeah, Marassa's Brutes, uh, I think, are our only real choice. We can take a Sengen Stalker, but I'm not interested uh, in that. So, yeah, let's scoop that up. And now now is the time, I, Gus, I like to call garbage time. Like, we're if we table something sweet, <laughs> that's awesome. But it's all going to be clean up garbage time at this moment. Uh, okay, mind right drain. Here. Yeah, but we're not oh no, deliberate. Card. Yeah, it's deliberate's not good for us. It's not it's just not a good card in general, but we're still gonna take it. Like we're gonna take it, right? It's, it's blue green. Uh so, I mean just in case. Absolutely. Hey, we tabled the reclaim voice. Came back. Look at that. That's sweet. So so that that's good news because going into pack three, I think confidently we can say that we're in the right colors, we're in the right universe. But what we want to do now desperately is we want to start to find some two drops to fill out the curve. Like that's just okay. That's just a, a, a necessary part of this game. We need to start, like, finding... Like, we probably won't find another Vine Gecko. If we did, that'd be pretty amazing. But uh, we'll, we'll take pretty much anything in green-blue that can cost two, that can help us uh, get further along the game because our, our three drops are starting to look a little gutted at the moment. Our, our deck's looking okay. At least we found one of the better archetypes in the format. Like, how are you feeling right now, Gus? You, are you excited to kick some spells? I am. I'm also happy we're playing my two favorite colors. <laughs> Green and blue? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You're, oh, you're this is such a good card. Cargan Intimidator, yeah. A 3-1 for 2. And it's got the classic Cowards Can't Block Warriors uh, clause. 
and does some interesting work in this format, especially when you can turn one of your opponent's creatures into a coward, which makes it lose uh, any other party. Uh, I like subtypes. that I the have... first thing is such a statement. Cowards can block warriors. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just a statement of fact, man. Cowards can't block warriors. Like the, <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, Realistically, for... though. Yeah, fortunately, in this pack, we're not seeing much. The only green and blue cards are Chilling Trap, Deliberate, or Jiraga Visionary. I don't like taking Jiraga Visionary first out of a pack, but I don't see us taking anything else or playing anything else in mm -hmm. here. So, okay. might as well take it. It's a wizard, and we'll maybe start to get paid off by some other opens here. Um, you know what? I, I can pick it if you want me to. You know what? I'll just look the other way whenever I play it. Shall we take I a mean, Might of Murasa? I mean, I appreciate that, but uh, we don't actually, I don't think we should take the Mind of Marasa. I think we should take that Rabbit Bite. Rabbit Bite. Rabbit yeah, Bite? And, yep, yeah, and Mind of Marasa is fine, but it, tricks have not been very, I think, useful. There's a lot of insta-speed interaction in this format, so I'd mm -hmm. rather take a Rabbit Bite, which is a way for us to interact with our opponent's board. We just got to start to find some, some round stuff, like we got to get some two drops going. So way back when Gus and I were uh, on the ship, uh, he split this box of Kaladesh for me, and it was important to me because uh, during my next vacation, it was going to be uh, a Grand Prix near where I live, where it was GP Kaladesh, and I wanted to at least get my hand on the cards before I got off the ship and actually gave the GP a shot. So I, I'm very grateful that Gus, uh, you split that box with me because I couldn't afford one by myself. On the, on a, and you got that uh, the very the really popular card, which was uh, wait, I remember this uh, Smuggler Scopter. Yeah, Smuggler's Copter. That was definitely one of the better cards that came out of that set. Uh, pick three, pack three. Uh, there's a Skyclave Pickaxe. Not very good for us. There's a C4 Stalker. But we do have a two-drop, which is nice. Dauntless Survivor. Dauntless Survivor. I, yeah, it, it, it's not... We don't have any counter synergies, but it does fill a hole in our deck, which is two drops, and I'm very happy to take it. All right, so looks like we're seeing a lot less green and blue stuff, and that sometimes happens. Uh, there's an Adventure Awaits for a two-drop. There's another C4 Stalker. We could take a second Anti-Cognition. Boy, that card does not become better in multiples, though. Maybe now's the time we can take that Kadanzu Stomper. Like, it is a nice way for I us mean, to buy we, back. Yeah, to fill up the, the higher spots of the curve. What's our highest cards? Oh, no, we, we do have Veteran Adventurer, but... We yeah, we have Veteran Adventurer, but the, the cool thing is that can usually come down on, on like four mana or five. Uh, and this can actually buy back some of those early MDFCs we're playing, such as the uh, Vastwood Fortification or the Valigate Recovery. Ooh, we found another MDFC here. This is one of the better ones, too. Uh, yeah, Hedron. Yeah, and not only that, it's also one of the cuter ones. I mean, it is kind of cute, but I'm having a hard time making out so those are two legs on the bottom, then maybe an arm? Maybe yeah, I'm just then, thinking it, about this the wrong way. Yeah, like one arm's resting, the other arm's got a butterfly on it, and it's just like chilling out. He's like sitting in the in the forest. Yeah. Why do yeah, we... That's great. Uh, like, uh, I mean, it's not a... It's not like an android, but they really like birds. Oh, another Sproutling. Yeah, good sir. This is, this is definitely one of those drink moments. That was a sweet late pickup for us. Haha. <laughs> okay. Wow, sweet Marasa Sproutling. All right, things are things are coming together. Like we're we're I think we're gonna be able to make a decent curve. Uh, you know, going two to three. We want to play a little bit later. So if we can find some more, like if we could find another bubble scenario, that would be pretty amazing. I don't think we will. Or an into the royal, just something to interact. Unfortunately, this pack three has not opened a lot of things in our colors, and I think that's just in general. However, we do see uh, the blue green uncommon payoff. Uh, Lolf Mage is familiar. 
I did not know this card at all. I love the art. It's a it's a cute little beast lizard that's uh, hanging out in your in your pouch, and he helps you with kicker spells. Like what? Yeah. Like, what else could you ask for? This guy's great. Okay, we're picking it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We could take another Dauntless Survivor, but I'd much rather have that uh, that cute little familiar. It, it's a good blocker. It gains us some life, and we're starting to get some pretty sweet kicker things. Like we could uh, potentially just get a lot of mana and keep buying back our uh, our two three threes. Uh, that uh, kick to bring back another 3-3. Three, three. Well, here's Survivor oh. again. He's definitely survived. This is a tricky pick, though, because there's a there's another Dauntless Survivor. We don't want to take the Spring Mantle Cleric, but there's also Risen Riptide and a Stonework Pack Beast. I don't think we have to play the blue, and I actually think Risen Riptide is a pretty good uh, three drop, especially in blue-green kicker. Like, look, look, I, think we're, I think we're not supposed to pass that if we're in these colors, so we should probably mm -hmm. just take it. Uh, and this, this goes back to garbage time. Trash, we, we trash. Saw... Yeah, we're just trash it up. Uh, you take whatever at this point. So uh, this deck came together pretty decently. Like uh, I, I love blue green. I love like when this deck gets to do the thing. And uh oh, Gus. Negate. Oh oh, we gotta do it right. I think you gotta take the minor Marasa. We might end up yeah. playing just one. It's got it, it's a kicker spell, and I think it's we just want to play as many kicker things that we possibly can. Fine, let's do it. I know, oh, you know I what? Know. Other card is disgusting. What's the name of the big toad? The old one, uh, bloated toad. Gitrog monster? No, no, no. It's a really old one. It's like a big, big toad eating a human. I think it's bloated toad or uh, something like that. Well, it had like you spikes. Hold, in the back. Gus, you hold on to that thought a second. Uh, in just a moment, I'm going to show you an even worse card. Yeah, Ugh. take the adventure awaits. Oh, no, I know. You're going to show me that legendary giant black toad, right? The Gitrog monster. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> Well, all my lucky lounge rats, we've uh, we've done some stuff. We put together uh, a draft, and you know what? We got to put together one of the cooler archetypes, and hopefully uh, we're going to be able to put together a stack of 40 that's going to work pretty well. And the good news is we've got some sweet late payoffs. We have some kicker payoffs. Maybe we'll make some scoot swarms. But before we do any of that, we're going to take a moment here to lay out the deck and kind of figure out what the final considerations are going to be. So stick around, my unlucky lounge rats, as Gus and I start to do a little bit of editing, and we'll come back to you in just a moment to tell you what our 40-card deck looked like. Stick around. Oh, no, Borok, I'm fine. I know I look a little tired, bags under my eyes, some wrinkles, but that's just 2020 for you, along with a lot of late-night 3 a.m. drafting. I mean, what can you say? I'm just not as young as I used to be. You're right, Borok. I do love taking care of myself, and just because we're socially distancing or isolating, that doesn't mean we can't take 10 minutes to make ourselves feel 10 years younger with what? That's Plexiderm. We're talking a serum that reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and under-eye bags that you know you get when you wake up at 6 a.m. because you can't wait a second longer. You have to play that 40-card deck you just put together. That's right, Borok. This is a call to action to all of my unlucky lounge rats to go now to triplexiderm.com. Use the code BLEAV at checkout to get a six application trial pack for $14.95 with free shipping with what? Plexiderm. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under eye bags disappear. Welcome back, all of my unlucky lounge rats. I hope you had a second to top off your drink, take a break, take a second to celebrate yourself because my friend Gus and I, we dug deep into this deck and we're almost ready to press that play button. Gus, do you want to talk about how our green-blue kicker deck came together? All right, so uh, it came together actually on the 
the first pick, uh, I would say, which is when we picked the. How do you say this word? Scoot or scute? Scoot. I say scoot. Scoot. I th- scoot. Scoot. The scoot but swarm. Here's the, here's the thing about magic cards and name pronunciations. You go to a different city and it's pronounced a completely different way. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, oh well. I mean, and then let alone a different country because there's so many <laughs> different ways we we. I mean, we call the cards here usually by their names in in English. We don't use the Spanish names, even though of course all all the cards are translated into Spanish. But the more uh, you we know. use the English Da-na-na-na. names. <laughs> we and uh, we butcher. I mean butcher. We personalize the pronunciation of many cards. If it makes you feel any uh, better, we here in a native English-speaking country also butcher the names quite easily. So, <laughs> in any case, we like we. I th- yeah, it started off nicely with the Scoot Swarm, and then we ended up taking some some solid like that Lil Mage's Domination pick that you chose. I think really paid off for us in the long run. Like it, it's just looking really nicely on the curve. We were still uh, unsure if we were going to play these colors, particularly blue. But I think that when Rooftop Drakes showed up, it was nuts. It was it gave us a signal, and we just like leaned into it. So, I mean, our deck is pretty much all set. We just need one more cut with our three MDFCs between Tangled Folkhedron, Vastwood Fortification, Valgood Recovery. We're gonna end up playing nineteen land sources, but we're just like kind of honing in on the final cards. What are our last three cards we're thinking about cutting? So we have two uh, rather expensive cards. We have the Veteran Adventurer, uh, which could not be as expensive, but I don't see us paying any less than five for it in this deck. Yeah, we just don't uh, have that many party creatures. Yeah. Then we have the Turn Timber Ascetic, which you sold me on because I wasn't a big fan, but then you pointed out how it could work. And uh, then we have uh, a personal choice, which is Might of Morasa, because the fact that we chose it uh, doesn't mean we actually have to play it, and I would rather avoid playing a toad. In my I know, I know for deck. you, toads are a no go, but I just don't think we can cut any kicker spells. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. I think it's time for me to get over this. Sometimes I just Google pictures of toads and I stare at them in hopes of getting over this cursed. I think phobia. that's really unhealthy. I think that's I a think really so unhealthy too. practice. Yeah, but I watch documentaries so- too. So I think we're gonna we're gonna play that minor Marasa, and now it's just like between veteran venture and turn timber ascetic. I, I think just the like playing that five four gain the life just feels a little bit relevant. But honestly, like that veteran adventure will also probably cost five most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. Really, it comes down to you. Like whatever one you want to cut is totally fine, and then we got the lands and we're good to go. Well, the reason why I wasn't sold on the turn timber ascetic is because gaining life to me with my very very extremely limited. Uh, experience with Magic the Gathering, I never saw it as something great. That's sometimes for me, it's a non. It's it's like it's irrelevant. This is a vanilla yeah. five four. This is how I think about this card. But I know that you don't, and that's that's what you know, like uh, sells me on this card a little bit because you clearly see you gain three life as something positive. Well, honestly, like I'm actually. For the most part, I'm in the same camp as you, where life gain doesn't actually get you closer to winning the game. I actually mm-hmm. typically agree with you, but I think considering what our game plan is, which is going a little bit later and wanting to stabilize the board, if our opponent gets out to an aggressive start, that three life can give us an extra turn, and it is somewhat relevant. But honestly, you can either go with the 5-5 five, five or the 5-4, and either choice would be totally reasonable. I am going to kick... Oh, well, rather not kick on this deck. We don't want to say that, but I am going to uh, <laughs> let the veteran adventurer go adventure somewhere else. Well, goodbye, adventurer, and hello, turn timber ascetic. 
All right, Gus, lands are in. Our deck is ready. What do you say we give this bad boy a spin? Let's do it. Hitting play. Hit that play button. So let's, I, our deck came together pretty recently. I, we, like we're a little light on the two, but as long as we don't get run over by something super aggressive, like a red white warriors deck, I think we're in a, a decent place to take advantage of some of the cool kicker synergies. And uh, it, don't worry, if we if we draw the Might of Marasa, I'll, I'll hold your hand through it. Yes, please shield me from the monstrous toad. <laughs> you got it. Uh, back to that Kaladesh box. Do you remember uh, that we had the smuggler's copter, but do you remember the big showcase thing that we opened up? How could I ever forget? It was a, uh, it was a, well, what's the, the exact name? Ch Chandra Torch of Defiance. That's foil. right, Chandra Torch of Defiance. Like, we opened the foil one, it was like, that was some pretty sweet value. I, don't worry, uh, my lucky laundress, I won't tell them that that gets printed on demand in the Spell <laughs> Chandra book now. Oh, well, this is a pretty sweet opening hand for us. They like we, it, actually. So we got two yeah, islands yeah, of forest. Yeah, click that keep seven. Yeah. Yeah, we've got we've got a vassal fortification. We've got a two drop. We've got the Marasa Sprotling, so we can like spawn off the uh, Might of Marasa early. And yeah, like this is actually looking pretty good. Our opponent starts off on. Ooh, they have they have a, a, a dual MDFC two color. Yeah, uh, you're on full control, so you have to pass through to combat. Should I be on full control or not? I don't think the value of bluffing is as great as people might think it is. I think you can just okay. like kind of let it roll. Uh, yeah. We're gonna roll out the two drop, and you know I think we can start battling yeah. hard here. I'm gonna play Dauntless Survivor and make it a two-two. I love how, for some reason, like you, like you don't want to put the gun on the creatures. Like, would you like to do it? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> happy with that. So you may. Okay. Uh, All right. He's good. Not a May. Okay, so we are dealing with islands here, but it's all right. Let's just, let's start hitting them. I don't know if I'd run out that Morassa Sprotling. I'd rather use it uh, for the kicker if we can. Like, next turn, we could potentially, like, snap off the, the trick uh, and then kick it back the next turn. Uh, just end the so turn. So that's here. it, right? Yeah. Ooh, they're full. They're, they're, just, they're just straight up playing Soul Tide. Just went Forest, Swamp, Clearwater, <laughs> Pathway. Just playing all the colors. Yeah, let it resolve. So they play the 2-3 Defender that kicks to become a 4-5. But you know, at this point, we can just keep cracking at them. Then, so like, if they block, we just use uh, any number of our tricks. Right? Asa, so just right? like, just attack, attack for two. Yeah, can attack we for two this? if they. Uh, no, not right now. You know, uh, we we just attack them and see where where it goes from there. Okay. If they choose the block, sweet. Then we just use our trick. They probably won't. Click next to blockers. Oh yeah, I'm still uh. Getting used to the oh, interface. Yeah, Damage. They're, they're... This is where I, I'd be pretty oh, yeah. I'd be pretty okay, like potentially running up that three three now if we if we wanted to to start applying some pressure. But uh, this is fine too. We can probably get some value off the Marassa Sprotling. Oh, that's oh, a oh no, that's a that's big a card. <laughs> yeah, that's the the counter Hydra guy. Yeah, he so. he is gonna be a problem. He's gonna be a problem. Yeah, pa pass past the attackers and. Uh, I think we just got to keep tapping sideways here. We can put potentially a counter on it. Uh, cutting Geyser Mage is kind of nice. We can bounce back. We can't do it now, though, because we're one mana short. So, you know, I think at this point, we just have to start attacking with a 2-2. Uh, and if they choose to to block, we can use one of our tricks. Uh, and then we can follow up by playing the 
And then we do have another Marassa Sprotling in our deck. We can uh, kick it back if, if we find it. But I'd be pretty happy taking a either of our trick to get rid of either creature. Okay. So now think? we Vastwood Fortification. It's like yeah, what I'm right. gonna do here now. Yeah. Make it into a three three, so they lose their creature. And then I guess at this point, since we made them do that, we can probably just hold and the next turn we can kick a cunning geyser mage. We could put down a Sprotling to apply some pressure. Either choice is fine. I'm not actually quite sure which is the right choice, but whatever you feel like doing. I mean, I would love to kick the Sproutling, but no, not yet, right? We can't do it quite yet. We don't have a target in the graveyard either. Yeah. But I think we can, we can probably just run out the like, Sproutling or just pass the turn. Either is fine. But I, I definitely don't want to run. Yeah. I definitely don't want to bring out a Cunning Geyser Mage without kicking it, because it's one of our ways of of interacting with their board. Oh no. Oh wait, wait. No, don't resolve it. Play the Mighty Marasa, because then we can we could potentially kick it back. So now that negates their their uh their spell, because now we it's a it's a six six and that's it's fun. a six six, not a three three. What are you doing? I don't know. They're crazy, man. They're crazy. They must have saw something. We interrupt your podcast by giving you a moment to explain what just happened because I did not thoroughly explain it during the live recording. Our opponent cast Vanquish the Week on our 3-3 creature. We responded by casting Might of Marasa on it to save it since its power exceeded the cap of 3 power or less on their removal spell. Thank you for your time. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> what do you think of my choice of portrait, by the way? I think it's a stunning portrait. Everything yeah. I wanted more. I love Karn. Uh, Karn is great. So we're, we're going to attack with a 3-3, and then I think we lay out the Sproutling uh, and kick it, bring back that Minor Marasa. Like, how 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 rough is it going to be for you if that Minor Marasa actually wins us the game by kicking it, by playing it not once but twice? Uh, yeah, I am going to be faced with a Conundrum. Okay, because we'll kicker. Yeah, it'd be a real moral situation, I think, that you'd have to figure out. But you know what? We, we'll worry about that after we win this game, hopefully. In fact, you know, frogs don't really bother me. It's toads. That is that is a particularly fun fact. Oh man, they scaled the heights on their Grackmaw. This cunning geyser mage is going to be really sweet on our turn. Yes, keep buffing it. That is, that is what the black green deck does, right? They buff up their creature. Ooh. Oh Whoa. no way! No way! Can we do it? No. Yeah, we can. We, we you ha it, it costs three Grackmaw. We just drew oh. a little mage's domination. Like that would be some real gas. The only thing that this gets ruined by if they have a counter spell. I don't think they have one though, from how this has been shaping out so far. And if they do it, it's not the end of the world if they use it. So what this. we can do, actually, I think before we low mage's domination, let's kick the cunning geyser mage. If they have that counter spell, we get that out of the way, and then we get the low mage's domination uh the next turn. As I if they have like a Jawari disruption, that would be kind of bad. But uh now we just get to hit them for six, and that puts them at nine. We have a minor Marasa for some other follow-up, and now we've got nine points of damage on the board. This is looking pretty good. I, could, I think I'm feeling pretty optimistic at this moment, considering they didn't double spell last turn with the scale of the heights. Oh, they go Grackma into Skyclave Shadowcat. Huh. Oh, my. I haven't seen this. So this is a like a cycle, three. right? The cats. Uh, not this isn't part of a cycle really, but it is like one of the the counter payoffs, but. You know, what's not going to be great for them is when we take their Hydra right now and then swing with a bunch of things. Yeah, target the Grackmaw, and now uh, click autopay. 
There you go. You got this, man. This is that's like that's <laughs> the end of the game. Now all that feels great. Go. Oh my gosh, that's that's so good. That was that was a really great little mage's domination that we drew. Like even if they kill the Grackmaw, we get the Hydra off of that uh, death trigger from Grackmaw. Uh, and we get great, to trigger the Grackmaw. I picked it. I picked the Lol Mage's domination. Wow. You sure did. Right here. You sure did, my friend. That was a that was a great read, and I think it's gonna get us this game right now. Woo! It did. We won. Amazing. Gus, that that was that was a good read, and you know what? A little bit of everything got us that victory. The Might of Marasa, the Little Mage's Domination, the patience with the with the uh, the Plant Elemental Kicker payoff. That was well won, my man. You you right now you are a perfect 100% in limited on Arena. <laughs> I think I should just stop playing now and never touch the game again. This is this is it. This is the moment to hang the hat. But you know what? Uh, your drink looks a little empty. Borok, why don't you come over here? Let's fill up this drink. And what do you say we keep digging at this draft, Gus? Let's do it. Well, all of my unlucky lounge rats, you can now say that you were there when the future Magic the Gathering champion began his climb on the limited ladder on Arena. <laughs> Most importantly, I want to send a big thank you to my friend Gus. You can find him on socials under Animation with Gus. He does some great artistic work. If you want to commission him for a piece and support local and worldwide artists in this time, please consider and look at some of his great uh, large, bold, beautiful animation work. Also, thank you for tuning in and sticking with us with a whole brand new format to Friday Night Podcast. And I want to know, what did you think about this week's episode? Did you enjoy having someone join me for a draft on Friday nights? What do you think about this blue-green deck? Maybe we uh, could have prioritized some more lower drops, or maybe we could have thought about splashing that black. We want to know what you think. So go ahead and find us on our socials. Once more, that's Draft and Draft Corey on Twitter, Instagram, Corey Demone Enriquez. And if you want to give us a little bit of love, we'd love for you to do that on patreon.com backslash draft and draft. Well, it looks like I found the bottom of my drink, and so we've reached the end of another episode. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. My name is Corey, joined alongside Borak. And this was Draft and Draft Friday Night Podcast. Now go out there and make some magical memories of your own. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.